Hey class, Prop JC here, and this is our final podcast before we go into spring break. And uh, so actually, we'll, you know, we won't have a podcast, obviously, for spring break, which is next week. And there won't be a podcast after that one because I'm taking spring break, too. And I don't want to have to create a podcast while we're on spring break. So uh, so there won't be any podcast that week, but we will have something to do, kind of a written assignment when we come back. It won't be very long or anything, but um, I hope all of you have uh, some good plans for spring break, even if it's just relaxing. I'm not doing anything big this year. Um We've got some bigger things we're planning for in the summer, so we're going to take spring break uh, very, uh, very quietly and very slowly. And, it, you know, some of you know what I'm talking about here. January hits and it's like life. You know, it's hard to believe that we're already talking about spring break in March. Right. But here we are. Right. The year keeps marching forward. So anyway, today, before we get to spring break, though, OK, today is something um I'm glad that we're talking about this. It's one of my favorite, two, two of my favorite concepts. And, and right now we're in this book called Good Profit. I don't know if you can see that, if that's, here, let me, let me put it the right side up. Good Profit by Charles Ganahl Coke, Charles Coke. And I'm on page 71. So if you got this book, and I recommend that, that you do, I think this is a great book. I actually, you know, just today as I was going through what we're going to do the podcast on, started diving in and found myself rereading and taking even more notes. I just, I think the world of this book and the reason why is because this is a person who has built the second largest private company in the United States, the sixth largest private company in the world. And, it, and it's based on principles and values and virtue and all the things that are in this book. And it's not just about how do we get out there and make money, but he really has given his life to a philosophy that drives everything he does. And I think I think that's one of it. It's one it's one thing to make money. I've got no problem with that. But when you make money in service to something greater, in service to empowering other people, to making, uh, you know, to making possible that people can come to your company and they can reach their full and highest potential, that's in my opinion. There's just no greater calling than that. So let's get to what he's talking about today. Again, this is a class where we're looking at service. And again, I have shared with you, it's not just personal service where we go out and serve nonprofits and we go out and we do it's service to the marketplace. Okay. You're in a leadership course. You're in a, you're, you're in a business course. You're in a leadership program. You're in a business program. And, and so everything we do has to tie back to the marketplace. Our goal is to get you out there doing big work, doing big things, raising tons of money, making lots of profit. Uh, if you're in the nonprofit space that you build massive nonprofits that have great impact all across your community, all across the state, all, all across the globe, that's the goal. So it's not just we're talking about service and, you know, again, the life of service where you you go out and you do nice things for other people. That's great. And you can do that if you want to, but I'm talking big things here. I want you to build companies and build teams and organizations that are of service to the marketplace. And I think that that's how you get this done. So here we go. He talks about this page 71. Uh, I'm just going to read a little bit here and I'll just explain kind of what all this is. He talks about the, the two things we're going to talk about today, comparative advantage and competitive advantage. And so we're looking at this comparative advantage that leads to competitive advantage. Um, and here's what he has to say. Our application, this is Charles uh, Charles Coat talking about. Okay. Our application of comparative advantage, a different concept, has led to major changes in the way we fill various roles at Coke Industries. What this concept says is that each person and each organization and even each nation, for that matter, can, com can compete and make a contribution, even if others can do everything better. 
No nation, organization, or individual should attempt to do everything, no matter how good they are. The reason comes down to what we're talking about today, comparative advantage. Okay, And then he gives an example here. Imagine a, imagine a talented consultant opens his own shop or her shop. Not only is this consultant a highly valued advisor to his or her clients, he or she is also an office managing dynamo, great at billing, IT, database organization, making his or her own travel arrangements, and so on. He or she can run this office better than anyone else. He or she could pay to do it. And on top of that, he or she's a better Spec, spec, he or she's a spectacular cleaner too. He or she can clean the office complex far better than anyone he or she could hire to do it. So should he or she keep his cost by not hiring an office manager and a janitor filling both roles himself? A frugal person might instinctively, instinctively answer yes, but the math shows otherwise. Imagine he or she would need to pay an office manager $1,000 a week for, 40, uh, for a 40 hour work week and a janitor $20 an hour, 10 hours a week. If he managed and cleaned his own office, he would save $1,200 a week. But even if this consultant is twice as, as, as efficient as any office manager or janitor, he would still need to spend 25 hours a week on activities other than consulting. Um, uh, and it puts in parentheses, 20 hours managing and five hours cleaning. If he bills consulting clients $500 an hour, this would create a $12,500 opportunity cost, okay, against a savings of $1,200 a week. That's a net loss of $11,300 a week. Clearly, his comparative advantage is consulting, not cleaning or office managing. Basically, what that's saying, that's a great example right there. Basically, what that's saying is your comparative advantage is the thing that you can do with the least amount of energy that makes you the most amount of money, okay? Or if money's not your game, if that's not the end goal, that 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 opens up uh, a bigger amount of time, that, that you can focus on the thing that you need to do, which is building the organization, building the team, whatever it is, okay? That's your comparative advantage. The thing that you can do, only you can do, well, maybe other people can do it as well, but it's something you can do, Uh with the least amount of energy that makes you the most amount of money, okay? And I don't know what that is for you. You know, this is, you know, another word you might say, it's your talent, it's your gift, right? But we would call it your comparative advantage because, again, in comparison to other people, other people might be able to do all these other things that you can do, and you can do all these, but in comparison to other people, what are the things that you can do better that they cannot do? That's where your time and energy goes, right? We're talking about this. How do we live a life on mission? How do we live a life of service to the marketplace? That's the goal, service to the marketplace, which then brings back greater impact, greater effectiveness, greater profit, okay? So that's what we're talking about here. So that's what he says. Once we understood how this concept enhances prosperity through the division of labor and trade, we began designing roles for employees, not only according to what best fit their capabilities, okay, that means the things that they're good at, but in relation to the roles and capabilities of other employees. Given the uniqueness of each individual, this application requires a continual reassessment of roles and responsibilities, okay? 
So then he goes on over on page 73, and then he says this, an essential concept for us is competitive advantage. So we just talked about comparative advantage. Now he's talking about competitive advantage, okay? And, and, and here's what this is. It's the ability of a business to create greater value than its customers. That's the thing that your business can do better than anything else that creates more value, okay? The comparative advantage, that's more on a personal level. Okay. It's what you can do better. But obviously a business has a comparative advantage either, you know, as well. But the competitive advantage is how do you create greater value than your competitors do in the marketplace? Okay. Which is different than comparative advantage. This is the key building block in our decision-making framework used to analyze investment-making opportunities. See chapter nine, but that's, that's something else. As, as Coke continued to grow, Okay, our knowledge and talent pool were becoming increasingly large and dispersed, which means, uh, which meant I was only able to coach a small percentage of our employees in concepts such as these. So anyway, that's he talks about how he goes on to build the market-based management, which is everything that this book is about right here. Comparative advantage leading to competitive advantage, okay, which helps us serve the marketplace better bring greater value to the marketplace. Here's what I want you to do right now. I, I just want you, based on what we just read, don't, you know, again, if you have the book, then you can just look this up. What is comparative advantage? What is competitive advantage? How does one lead to the other? How does one lead to the other? Okay, so these are four questions here. What is comparative, what is comparative advantage? Question number one. Question number two, what is competitive advantage? That's question number two. What is um, uh, question number three? How does one lead to the other? Okay. And then question number four, how does understanding competitive advantage, uh, uh, comparative advantage and competitive advantage, and you could also say compare comparative advantage leading to competitive advantage. How does understanding these two concepts uh, lead to greater service to the marketplace? I look forward to reading your responses. Hey, thanks so much for listening. And I hope that what we're talking about here, it, 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 it helps you think differently, okay, about how do you serve the marketplace better because the greater that you serve, the more value that you bring to the marketplace. Uh, again, for those of you who are for profit, it's going to bring greater profit to you. For those of you who are for uh, the nonprofit side, it's going to bring greater impact for you. And for all of us, it's going to bring greater effectiveness. Learn how to serve the marketplace better. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Uh, I'll see you in a couple weeks. Again, we got a couple weeks off from the podcast. Um, but I look forward to re reading your responses. Have a wonderful spring break, and I'll see you on the return. Take care, everybody.